Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Morning. <laughs> I did that one okay, didn't I? Not too bad this morning. Good Friday morning, all y'all. How are you? Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be hot, hot, and uh, probably a little muggy too. All right, I did start just a little bit early. I want to make sure that I've got uh, all the things happening that should be happening and all the things recording that should be recording. And hopefully that will work there <laughs> and they'll be able to hear everybody. All righty. Well, this is the 68th eighth episode of the Holstein House broadcast. We are broadcasting on uh, YouTube and Facebook live and we'll upload to the podcast uh, through Podbean to Fountain.fm, which is our favorite podcasting application. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, iHeart, uh, Listen Notes and Samsung. I have, I don't know anybody. No one's ever commented from Samsung. So I, I might take it out of the list. Although it is there. And I want to ask you to thumbs up, boost, zap, clip, subscribe, and share with all your friends and followers. Um, and if you participate in the Value for Value Exchange, if anything I said here in the podcast is of value to you, makes you happy, makes you sad, makes you think, makes you angry, I hope you'll express that value in return. Now, let's see. Uh, be sure to follow Holstein House or Robin Holstein on all the major social networks. Facebook, YouTube, Noster, Clapper, TikTok, Rumble, Freesteading, MeWe, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and more. Did I say Rumble? I think I said Rumble. And you can join our Holstein House Telegram group at t.me slash Holstein House. Uh, if you can't remember all that, just remember this. Go to robinholstein.com and go to the contact page. I have all of those links listed there, and I uh, keep that page current. So if if you're trying to find me, go to robinholstein.com and go over to the contact page. Good morning, Ronaldo. I haven't seen you in a little while. Good morning, Mike. Saw you Tuesday, didn't I? Glad to have you guys on board. Um, I'm going to try to jump around and keep an eye on that Noster nest over there. Um, hopefully it published. I have such weird luck or I don't know if it's luck, but experience with that Noster nest. Um, sometimes I can go over and I can look at it and um, pop it up and um, it'll be there. Uh, I'm going to check now. And sometimes I'd go over there and it's not. Sometimes it pops up to, um, see, it doesn't even show me there right now. Feel the very bad. Okay. That's all right. Uh, oh, no, there it is. There it is. I was just down off the screen. And then um, I go to, of course, this is some of the uh, Noster stuff. Um, I'll go over there and then I don't see it load snort I my apps the apps that I have are just insane um, sometimes they work sometimes they don't this morning I was trying to upload a, a 45 second video and it wouldn't load see it's not, not showing my nostril nest there um, excuse me while I kiss this guy no really yeah <laughs> I'm not kissing anybody right now. 
I want to um, see if uh, if this is if this is showing is active over here, and I don't see it anywhere. Um, it, is that it? Nope, that's not it. But I, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it. I I really would rather see it happening than than sit here and talk about it. Let's see if it'll work this way. I I want to. I really want to like it, but it's so flaky. And I know I understand. It's it's new. It's um um it's in development. And so like right now, my snort page, which I think is hysterical. It's a hysterical name, a play on Noster. I It won't post anything. I can put the, put the thing in there and I hit send and nothing, nothing happens. So I am listed on the Noster page as having the nest running. So if, um, if you guys are over there, I'll try Iris. Um, just to get it started yeah Ronaldo crazy busy I'm glad for you I'm glad for you um let's see I'll try to post this link here Iris kind of does a little better but not real good okay let me it let me post that link but uh, it didn't post it the way you see it with the big um, nest thingy. So I'll try this. I, I'm glad you're busy. It's it's good. Um, it's good for you. It's good for the people in your area. I'm really glad to, to see that you're really busy. All right, I'm going to leave that alone now. And if people come, they come. If they don't, they don't. That's just how it's going to have to be. Just how it's going to have to be. So, yeah, this is Friday Live Unscripted. I do usually, for those of you who may fall in new, I'm Robin Holstein. And um, I I do on Fridays a what I call a live unscripted. It's kind of not unscripted in that I do have a list of things to you know, to go over in case, uh, in case folks don't have any questions for me. And usually there's not too many questions. We do get into some conversation about current events and, and things like that, which is fine, which is the whole point of Friday Live Unscripted is to just kind of chat back and forth a little bit and, um, and answer any questions you may have around um, uh, small property homesteading, Airbnb, B&B itself, um, you know, gardening chickens ducks dogs and cats and chickens and ducks <laughs> so um you know just about any question is uh is um is acceptable i i do kind of i do draw a few lines but they're just kind of you know polite ones <laughs> So around here, I've been talking a little bit over the last, uh, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks about the air conditioning and um, the um, how, how the um, cooling unit or I forget what it's called now. But anyway, the, the condensing unit, that's the word I'm looking for. Condensing unit was uh, pulling so much all at once it started draining in the floor and we had these big puddles on the floor. And we uh, we knew eventually we were going to have to change our our entire unit because the um, the air conditioning system itself is is on uses the old gas that has been uh, discontinued and you're not allowed to use it anymore unfortunately and even even if you want to try to be a rebel about it you can't very much because if you can get a hold of it the the um, I don't remember what the R rating of that gas is. But um, it's a, the refrigerant gas. If you can get it, it's going to be highly expensive. People are going to really take advantage of the fact that there's almost none of it left out there because they're not allowed to make it anymore. And um, so there's a different refrigerant in newer units. So we knew eventually we we're going to have to uh, change that out. It just happened. We had to do it. 
that was just running water constantly. He had uh, cleared out the line. He'd run a little, he's got a little, um, it's like a plumber snake kind of thing. And, you know, went down there and blew air through it and all this stuff to clear the line. But for whatever reason, it was, it was just condensing so much and it was just running in the floor and it just started that. It just started that a few weeks ago. So he was able to pick up a new unit, um, a whole new thing uh, this week. He was off this week and uh, that was one of the two major projects I was hoping he'd be able to get to this week. Um, probably won't get to the second one. I mean, he's really, really worked because he's doing it by himself and um, I was no help to him anyway. Um, but he did get it in. He got, you know, he went down, he got it purchased. He brought it home. He got it off the truck. He got everything done, all of it. And yesterday evening, about, I don't know, four o'clock, five o'clock, he kicked it on and it was in great working order. So I'm really thrilled that he was able to do that. Um, the unit, he moved the unit about eight feet from where the other one, and it's actually still sitting there, but he moved the new unit about eight feet to help um, um, buffer or muffle the uh, the noise because the previous owners here had put the uh, old unit in front of the windows in the breakfast room and you could just hear it run all the time. Plus it ran all the time. It was struggling to keep up with the house. Um, last year he, he topped off the gas and it had had a small leak and I forget exactly how he fixed that but he did fix it and you know, it stopped leaking, but, um, and he recharged it and it was doing fine, except it just was not big enough for this house. I don't know if it maybe was just one somebody gave them or how they ended up with it because it just, it just couldn't cool the house. Uh, it's just ran all the time. So he got that, the new one moved away from the window and it got that damp, that noise dampened down a little bit. Um, today he's got a little bit of cleanup. I think he's got most of that done. Um, I do have to vacuum and stuff down here to get um, little shards and little pieces and little stuff um, cleaned up, but uh, that that won't be a problem. We'll get that done. Um, and he was able to rebuild part of the ductwork, which um, this box, and I, I get what it was for, but this box, like I'm, I'm right around five five, five, five and a half, somewhere in there. I've shrank a little bit over the years, but I would bump my head. So that thing had to be about maybe hanging right at five foot or so. So I had to duck down to get under it. He, he rebuilt a box. Um, the old box was bored and this box he built was uh, the sheet metal stuff that you use for ductwork. And he, he was able to widen it just a smidge and, um, lift it and I can walk under, I don't even have to duck now, but there's still some duct work he's got to work on. He probably won't get that done this week and that's okay. It still works. It's fine. It's that flexible stuff. And, um, he got some of it, uh, snugged up a little bit. So it's not so droopy and, uh, but it looks, it looks good. It's going to, it's going to be just fine once he gets it. He's going to, he's going to get the board and, um, make the proper kind of stuff but he doesn't have all the stuff and he doesn't have the time to do it while he's off this time. So um, that was uh, one of the things that we wanted to try to get done this week. And it looks like he's going to have it done. Well, that much of it. I'm okay with him waiting. He's got some more time off coming up and uh, hopefully he'll be able to do that. But I'm, I'm okay with him, you know, kicking back for the rest of the weekend. So Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to have some downtime. I mean, as much downtime as I can have with all the junk that I'm involved in. I shouldn't say junk. It's not really junk. But uh, but all in all, it costs us about $2,500 for parts materials to this point. Uh, you'll probably have to put another, I don't, I don't know if it'll be a full $100 worth into the, the board. I don't know how much that stuff costs, but um, that'll come later. So we'll be okay with that. And and uh, the air conditioning, it worked just fine. Um, probably worked a little better than the old one because it wasn't kicking on all, it wasn't on all the time. It would kick on and kick off. It would cycle. And we noticed that, you know, hey, wait a minute, it kicked off. The other one would really, really struggle to keep up. I've got it set right now at about 78. And um, it's a little warm for me. 
but we'll try and see um, if I can adjust to that. Um, I I usually like I usually like it warm. I like it really warm outside. Um, but in the house, there's something different about the air in the house. I guess it's the humidity and just all the stuff that's going on, and no real wind, even with the ceiling fans and stuff. There's no real breeze or anything, so it feels hotter. Maybe maybe that's just what it is. It just feels hotter to me. Well, oh, I want to touch on a little bit. Um, we're booked this weekend. We have a young lady coming here soon. And so um, I, I'm not going to promote the weekend, <laughs> the weekend too much there for this weekend because you can't book a Holstein house this weekend. We're, we're full up and that's a good place to be. Um, I'm, it's a return guest. I've really enjoyed having her last time and we had a good conversation. I look forward to seeing her when she gets here. But I do want to touch on real quick, our friend over uh, at uh, uh, the Renegade Butcher, um, he recently celebrated his 50th episode, and I was happy to offer a couple of little giveaways for his 50th episode. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be associated with him. He's a, he's a young man in Texas. He, uh, he is a butcher. He is a butcher, and uh, he tends to live that Renegade life. <laughs> And uh, he does a good job. He makes um, he hand, he has a he has custom blend spices and stuff too, and I've ordered some of those and I really like them. There's a and I've talked about that as well. But for the you guys that may not know, um, he makes a really good breakfast sausage blend. Now the the packaging he he sells you is for several pounds of sausage, so you would take your ground pork and and mix it in yourself. But um, I've used it. I've used it on ground pork and made breakfast sausage. It's really good. He makes it with stevia, so it's not traditional white sugar that's in there. It's stevia, and that's really, really good. The sage is just right, and it's just really good. It's a, it's not a really strong um, flavor. It's just, just the right amount of flavor, and um, he does a good job with that. So you want to look up Renegade Butcher on all your social medias, Josh the Renegade Butcher. He's a, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Looking around at all the socials. All right. Well, just uh, a real quick little uh, promotional uh, hit here. If, you, um, if you've ever considered staying here at Holstein House, now we are uh, just a couple miles off of the West Virginia Turnpike near Charleston. Just uh, that's the interstate's. 64 and 77 they run concurrently for quite a few miles in along the West Virginia Turnpike and I like to say if you're traveling to or through West Virginia we do get a lot of folks traveling north to south more so than east to west but um, if you're traveling uh, to or through West Virginia and you're using the West Virginia Turnpike and you're looking for some place to stay just before you get to Charleston uh, northbound or eastbound depending on <laughs> which map you're using uh, look up Holstein House. Look up RobinHolstein.com and go to Holstein House on the menu and uh, and consider staying with us. We do take Airbnb uh, and we do take direct bookings. And our guest coming uh, soon is uh, our next guest. Is she has done the direct book. I'm sorry. I'm kind of stammering here. She uh, she did direct book and she is a return guest and we're looking forward to having her. Now, if you, because I do use uh, the Noster, um Nostranist, and I am uh, trying to build a, a you know, a, a following over there on Noster. And if you prefer, there are a lot of folks over there prefer to use Bitcoin. If you prefer to use Bitcoin, I will happily accept that. Uh, you can contact me with, there's contact information in the show notes, or you can go to robinholstein.com and contact me through the website. Let me know what dates you're wanting. What I will do is I will block, if you decide you, you want to stay and the dates are available, I will block those dates for up to 24 hours on your behalf. You also get a 15% discount uh, it, by using Bitcoin. You, I will send you a QR code. You'll pay it. You, you'll pay it that way. And uh, I will, if you don't pay within the 24 hours, I release the room. So you've got 24 hours to to make the payment on the room uh, before I release it. And after that, 
um, other folks can have it. But so you'd be getting an extra 5% discount off the regular room rate for direct book. Now that's not for Airbnb because in Airbnb is a whole different animal. You pay them directly than they pay me. But if you want to use Bitcoin, you can reach out to me and uh, we'll work that out. We have the um, all year we have the chocolate and coffee package. That's an option when you direct book, not through Airbnb, but uh, it's a it's in room treat of Hall's hand handcrafted premium chocolates made right here in West Virginia, and I will hand grind and serve whole bean uh, coffee from um, Coal River Coffee Company. It's the almost heaven blend, and I will do that if you drink coffee. If you don't drink coffee, you know, I don't have a. I don't think there's anybody in West Virginia that makes tea. I'll have to look into that. I never I hadn't thought about that, but um, not for this weekend. But coming up, we also have a discount for direct book for June. It's West Virginia Day, WVDAY. And if you add enter that promo code uh, when you direct book, you'll get 10% off your stay if your stay is between June 16th and 23rd. You can book those dates now. But um, the stay has to be between June 16th and 23rd, and that's a total of 10% off your stay. So go to robinholstein.com and choose Holstein House from the menu and use the link to check the dates uh, that you want to stay. And if you want the chocolates and coffee package, then select that. It's not automatic. You need to select it. <laughs> so the shameless self-promotion is over for a minute. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the garden a little bit, the garden and the poultry. The front port porch fruit and vegetables are coming along very nicely. Actually, it's more, it's all fruit. I mean, it's the blueberry plant, which isn't producing blueberries, but it's still alive and it's still growing. The strawberries are coming along very nicely. I have a, I have a photo up in the Telegram group and on Noster of the strawberries that I was able to, uh, to take this morning. They're coming on just in the right amount so that I'm not overwhelmed and um, we can we can pick them and don't have to worry about them going bad real fast because, you know, at the store they go bad almost before you get them home. But these are beautiful plants. They're in a hanging pot and they're sucking up a lot of water. I mean, those little guys are really thirsty. If I don't water them twice a day, they start getting sad. But uh, right now they are producing very nicely. I'm going to be looking into a little bit of... Um, fertilizer for them so that to uh, make sure that they have enough because in that hanging basket I'm just concerned they're so gorgeous they really are but I'm just concerned that it's that there's too many in there I mean those those things that they're they're hanging because um, you know they normally send out shoots right so these are these are hanging and they're probably hanging three feet it's gorgeous it's gorgeous and and it smells wonderful when you come up on the porch and I just love the idea of it, but I'm just thinking that there may be too many in those pots. So uh, hopefully that's not the problem, but I will have to keep them, uh, keep them going, keep them fed so that they will continue to produce. Then I'll have to figure out what to do with them this fall, if I can keep them alive that long. But they're really, really gorgeous and they weren't expensive all, at all. Well, I mean, I guess that depends on your um, perspective but for me it wasn't expensive because they uh, they were like $15 for the hanging basket well the geraniums are that much and you don't get to eat anything off the geraniums but I love geraniums but I wanted to hang those uh, out so that you know I want to grow pretty things but also useful things so I can I can um, have those out and I can eat the fruit and they still look gorgeous so they're looking really, really well. Um, <clears throat> the backyard garden, the cherry tomatoes, if I can keep the little groundhog. We have a baby groundhog. We've had a mama groundhog. It might have been a daddy groundhog, but it was an adult groundhog for a long time. I've seen it many, many times. I have seen the last couple of days a, a smaller baby groundhog. I don't know how many they have when they, when they have babies, but uh, I know the little guy has been in the, uh, the broccoli and they gnawed that. That's coming back. I don't know how well it will come back, but it's coming back. Um, it looks okay, but it may not get the full size now since that little fellow decided to snack out on my on my broccoli. But um, my little green tomatoes have disappeared, and I'm thinking maybe that little fellow's eating the green tomatoes. I don't know if they do that or not. 
but these are cherry tomatoes they'll vine i have them on that arch i have a picture i thought i had a picture ready to go but i don't it's dumb how this thing works but um I, uh, the, the, I'm trying to get them trained to, uh, to start up the arch, you know, the tomato plants are going, you know, <laughs> wild as I do, you guys on the, on the podcast can't see me gesturing with my arms <laughs> how the tomato plants are growing, but they look really nice right now. I do have one that's starting to get a little yellow that may have been from the heavy rains that we had last week. Um, but, uh, they are doing okay the um uh the um the the cherry tomatoes haven't started going up the arch yet but they're just getting to the point where they probably where they would so i have some twine i've got them twine i've got some twine on them to gently convince them to come this direction or this direction depending so that they'll start up the arch and then i have some of the traditional cages too uh, oh, what if the pepper plants look good so far? I'll have to watch and see if that little booger eats my peppers. I don't, I, I'm going to have to just look up and see what, uh, what uh, little groundhogs like to eat. And uh, make sure that I have my stuff protected. The ducklings are growing like weeds. I mean, they really are. They're getting, they're starting to look a little shaggy, just a little shaggy. So I think they'll be getting their uh, feathers here soon. Um, they are right at a month old. I just pulled my earring out of my ear because my ear was itching. Um, these headsets made my ears itch. They are, oh, I don't know, what, eight inches, eight inches tall, maybe. Darling little things. I've been letting them out in the yard fairly regularly in the afternoon so that they can get out and get some exercise. I've noticed that the drake, the daddy, the only male that I know that I have, because I don't know what gender the um, the ducklings are, um, he's getting a little hateful with them. So I'm wondering if he's picking on the males, if the little the little one he's picking on is, is the boy, you know, um, or if it's just a case of, you know, of, um, dominance. You know, he's just picking on them so that they know that he is the Mac Daddy, Quack Daddy, the Quack Daddy, the Mac Quack Daddy. <laughs> we say the Mac Daddy of the, no, no, Robin. We should call him the Quack Daddy of the backyard. I may have to make a shirt. I may have to make a shirt. Quack Daddy of the backyard. <laughs> So that'll be fun. And oh, so I'm I'm experimenting. One of my Isa Brown hens. Now I'm talking about my chickens now. Um, one of the Isa Browns um, goes broody pretty quickly. I mean, pretty frequently. She just drives me crazy. Um, if someone asked me if about an Isa Brown, I would say no, unless you're planning on breeding, because she just goes broody. And I decided, uh, I had told my dad this a couple weeks ago after the ducklings hatched. I said, you know what I might do? When the pecan lays the next time, I might slip that egg. Well, if the, if the, if the Isa Brown's broody, I might slip that egg under her. And I did. So right now I have three pecan eggs under the Isa Brown. Now, if there'll be a, a, a mixed duck if they hatch. Uh, because the the only male duck that I have that I know of, the drake that I have, is a roan. And he um, he mates either of the girls. And um, so if if those eggs are fertile, are fertilized, and if they hatch, they're going to be a mixed. They're going to be, you know, their daddy's a, a, a roan and their mama's a pecan. That'll be interesting to see. Um, they may not hatch. I don't know. I mean, I, I well, but then I was hesitant. I didn't think that these little guys would hatch either. So I decided I put three under her because she um, she rolled one of them out and got on a clutch of um, chicken eggs day before yesterday. And I thought, well, I wonder if it's a dud. So that's why she rolled them out. But so what I've been doing is trying to collect the chicken eggs more frequently so that she doesn't, you know, climb over there. Then yesterday, and I don't know how in the world she could move them. Yesterday, she had a, an Easter egg or a green egg under her, along with the two duck eggs. 
And this morning I slipped one more duck egg under there because I thought, well, that one might be a dud. And then we'll, we'll just try for three and see what happens. I'd hate to have just one hatch, you know, just one lonely little duckling hatched under a chick. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't have the calendar marked. I think that puts them around the 4th of July or, or shortly after. I'll have to mark the calendar. Um, I did write on the calendar one day that I slipped that first egg under her. So I'll be counting down from there. And that's going to be fun. And then I have to decide what I'm going to do with all of them. The uh, the neighbor who's been buying my duck eggs, I offered uh, him a dozen uh, yesterday and he turned me down. So I'm wondering, that's like the second time he's turned me down. He, he hasn't said I don't want any more. What he says is I have so many chicken eggs in the refrigerator. I'm afraid they'll go bad. And it takes a long time for these eggs to go bad. So I don't know if maybe he got a hold of it. Maybe one of them was bad because in my than the ones that I keep, I have occasionally come across one that's bad because there might be a little chip in the egg shell that I don't see, but the bacteria can get in. And then um, that's why you always crack them in a separate dish before you mix farm fresh eggs or backyard eggs or things like that, because you don't know for sure that there's not a small little crack in there. And so you crack them open and, and there's something wrong then. Um, you haven't ruined all the eggs you need for your recipe. So I'm wondering about that. And if my, if my girls are all, or if my ducklings are all girls, which I kind of hope they are, cause I don't want to deal with a Drake. Um, then um, I'll have more eggs and then I need to, I, I had a couple of um, customers at a nail salon um, a couple years ago and they, they just kind of, went away as well I don't know it's because I didn't have them often enough because I only had at that point I had three females laying and of course they didn't lay every day and when you're small like me you don't you don't get a dozen that fast now the chickens on the other hand seven chickens will give you probably five a day so you can get to a dozen pretty quick but uh, and in, and sometimes seven a day because they don't all especially after they get past their first year they don't all lay every day so that's where I'm at with my poultry, with my chickens and my ducks. So I have to go, um, I'll be, oh, I wanted to mention this earlier. Uh, next week will probably be pre-recorded for both days, both Tuesday and Friday. And the reason being is the um, program at the church is a Tuesday, Thursday program. And it starts at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays, which is what time I normally start my Tuesday live. Um, I need to be there the first time, especially to show her and make sure everything goes okay. Then um, I can probably get one of the other ladies uh, to, to open the church and let them in on the next Tuesdays and, and just be there on Thursdays. But that's a six week program on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I have to juggle that and see, but Friday, next Friday, I'll be on the road to Buchanan, West Virginia, to West Virginia Wesleyan. And that's where the West Virginia United Methodist church uh, is having our annual conference, uh, statewide conference. And I have to be up there for stuff related to um, the church and, um, uh, some things that they'll be voting on, and I'm not 100% sure what all is uh, is going to be happening. This will be the first time I have attended, so um, I'm not sure what to expect. Uh, but that's that's why I will be on the road around eight o'clock Friday morning. So I won't be able. I may record from the room and post it later, or may record something. Thursday afternoon and post it, but I, I hate to change my days. I guess I could just makes it difficult on the rest of my schedule for the month of June. So um, July, it won't be quite as bad because we go back to a traditional Wednesday, all day Wednesday um, set up on our programming. This one was just, this one was just going to be um, the way it was, it was set up. It was set up to be two days. So and let's see. There's not a whole lot going on, really. Oh, I've already told you about that. Oh, 
Uh, the things going on this weekend here in the general area, I think I shared some of this with you on Tuesday. We've got Live on the Levee, which is a music uh, event. Um, they're, in Charleston, they have turned a boat levee into a concert site. And so it's got this big, enormous, um, it's designed to look like a skeleton of a stern wheel, the wheel from a stern wheel boat. Uh, because we used to have the stern wheel regatta used to be a gigantic thing in Charleston and they had stern wheel boat races and it was a big deal. And back in the days when we had this senator named Robert Byrd, who I won't get started on that because that's a political rant that could take hours. Um, he used to draw, he used to bring in a lot of federal grant dollars to West Virginia. And one of the last things he did that of major significance before he got to where he couldn't do much and then he eventually passed away uh, was to get a grant to uh, create an event center around the the levee in Charleston. Um, and so what they did is they built a concert stage. You can still get to the river. You can still hook your boats up and stuff. Uh, there's ramps and stuff down there, but they have big concerts there, uh, especially during the summer on Fridays. You might hear the dog barking. She's probably barking at the mailman. But um, they have big concerts. Sometimes they have really great people. And most of the time, it's just kind of B-list and local um, musicians. And Sundays, they usually have uh, good gospel music. They'll have uh, vendors. They'll close streets down. And it, it gets to be a big street party is what it gets to be. And they call it Live on the Levee. And that's in downtown Charleston. So if you, uh, that'll be going on all summer, all summer up to Labor Day weekend. So if you want to swing by and you, you know, can plan your trip, plan on coming on a Friday in the summer and, uh, you know, go down and check out Live on the Levee. Come and stay with us though. You know, stay here with us. Charleston's only about 15 miles and it sounds like a lot, but it's a straight shot on the interstate. So it's just a straight drive to Charleston and Make your way downtown. Uh, Summerfest at Tamarack. We've talked a little bit about Tamarack. It's an artist, uh, local artist, um, or West Virginia artist center. Uh, it's kind of like a museum, but they sell the stuff. So it's all uh, West Virginia artists. That's in Beckley. You'll pass that if you're coming north or east, depending on if you're traveling on 64, 77. Um, no, west on 64. Yeah, 64 is west, 77 is north. Yeah, anyway, West Virginia Turnpike. You'll pass it in Beckley, or you'll get to it in Beckley. It's about a 45-minute drive. Lewisburg's going to have the West Virginia Renaissance Festival. Uh, that's really a good drive. That's about a little over an hour to get to Lewisburg. And then we'll have festival again next weekend, and the Coal Festival in Madison. That's on the 13th, 13th to the 16th. I'd love to run down there for that if I can. Uh, the 16th is also the Rolls on the River Pepperoni Roll Festival. I can make pepperoni rolls. I might do that myself and offer that as a special gift to folks who want to come and stay. Wine and Jazz Music Festival in Charleston is on the 17th. Freedom Festival in Logan is on the 20th to the 24th. And the Quilt Festival in Summersville. That's, that's another half hour, 45 minute drive. And then over the 4th of July weekend, uh, from the 30th of June through the 2nd of July is the Mountain State Art and Crafts Fair in Ripley. Now Ripley, where they have the art and crafts fair, that's pretty close to an hour drive too. So it, but it's, it's a lot of fun. A lot of local artists and crafts and, and just some great music and stuff out there uh, that they have in Ripley. In Ripley. And I'll say again, just because you don't get enough of it. Uh, this is the 68th episode of the Holstein House podcast. Uh, premiering premiering on the Fountain Network. If you participate in the Value for Value Exchange, I ask that you share this with all your friends and followers. If you find any value in anything I've said, uh, if I make you laugh, make you think, make you angry, make you smile, hope you'll express that through your zaps and boosts and your support. And please, whatever platform you're using, select whatever option they give to, to like the program and please share it with your friends and family. And and stuff because I'd, I'd love to have a little more interaction like to get those membership numbers up or those subscription numbers up 
so that we can spread the word and have folks come in and stay in. Oh, I mentioned that next week will be pre-recorded stuff. Um, so there'll be no live stream. Unless, I may do an oddball one. I mean, if you're su subscribing, you'll get notified um, in most of the, uh, well, especially YouTube. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification that I'm going live. I try to share that out to folks. Um, with this being episode 68, that means I'm only 32, yeah, 32 from 100. What are we going to do for the 100th? So that's what, that's just a few weeks away, depending on how many I do a week. Um, I need to think of something. I do want to, uh, I'd love your input, your ideas for, um, I need to do some other uh, shirts and stickers and stuff. And I just, I just my brain locks up when I think I can think about it and not have anything to write it down but I'm also not artistic and able to sketch things out I have a great idea for a shirt or a sticker that promotes my Noster um, uh, account and but I have no way of creating it myself um, I just I just I'm not artistic that way um, but I do have a great idea for that I do have um uh, ideas, language ideas. I'll come up with things to think would look good on a shirt, but I don't have the creative ability to um, to design that stuff. So, um, oh darn it! Excuse me. I want to make sure this isn't my father. Probably was. No, I don't know who that is. A spam risk. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to look down, you guys, on the uh, on the live feed. But yeah. Uh, oh, so yesterday, uh, being Thursday, just was a nightmare of a day. Just almost everything I touched turned to lead, if you can believe it. Um, but the bigger thing is, I spent most of the morning working on church stuff, and. I do the uh, I do the bulletin for the church. I do a newsletter for the church members who aren't able to attend. I post all the stuff to Facebook, and I was emailing back and forth with the young lady who's doing our um, first project and our our grant. the The program title for the grant is the John seventeen twenty or twenty one seventeen project, and that's where. Um, that's where uh, Christ is asking Peter, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. And um, so I was talking to the lady that's doing the uh, this first, uh, the nutrition program that we're doing, this first one. Where's my, oh. Uh, those of you, you might be able to see that. This is, um, this is a little flyer that they, they provide. And it's called the... Um, USDA Expanded Food Nutrition Education Program. And apparently it's a program that's been in the works for years. It says since 1969, but I don't know if I've ever heard of it before. Not under that title. And maybe that's because I didn't hear about it through them by this name. They may have had a different name for it. But uh, that's, the, uh, that's the program that's going to be twice a week for six weeks. And I was talking to her, and last week she came and spoke to the the the, uh, the board, and uh, after our Bible study meeting, and she said that she thought that the um, um, marketing department there at the extension office would be able to help with marketing and promoting the program. So I didn't do a whole lot with it. I just, you know, I'm kind of sent her the. Um, the logos and stuff and some of the language that the grant requires to be in any advertisement. And then so she told me yesterday, oh, I haven't heard back from them, so I can't tell you that we can do this. So I'm thinking, well, here we go. I, did, I should have I should have figured it out. I should have known and uh, went ahead and done it. So I spent a lot of time yesterday creating a uh, an advertisement. I don't know if I can get it shared here or not. Uh, 
can you guys see the oh let's see add the stream will that go full page yeah so this is the this is I, I don't know how well you can see that this is the little and I, I didn't have a lot of time to put it together and it just says uh, Diamond United Methodist Church John 2117 project uh, food and nutrition over here and um, I did this in Canva it's it's not very fancy but it's it's a JPEG and it says learn by doing our free interactive six-week workshop will transform the way you think about food discover the secrets of healthy eating through fun activities and engaging discussions empower yourself with the skills to nurse your body education and hands-on interactive sessions presented by Katira K Hogan ENFEP which that's the initials for the um, 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 educational program uh, youth associate from West Virginia State University beginning June 6th Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. at the Diamond United Methodist Church and it's sponsored by our church the uh, the foundation who gave us the grant and the uh, the uh, extension service um, so hopefully I put that out on on the Facebook and I put that out in next door and I sent it to her to, to share around and put shared it to my, all of my Facebook and all of my stuff that I have and that for folks that would be in the area obviously because if you're living <laughs> if you're living in the Philippines you're not going to be coming will you, you might. so I managed to get that and then I shared it I knew our grant requires us to provide the grantee copies of any advertisements and stuff that we do so I emailed that to the only contact I had but I got to look and he had never responded to the previous emails where I said I haven't received the check when are you sending the check so I went back to the grant application and it, there's just there's also an uh, info at and then you you send info at I, I included that in the email addresses and boom I got a response right away that said those things were mailed on the seven around the 17th of April so it's been uh, five six weeks or so since that was sent and I, and I they told gave me the address they sent it to and I said that's not the address that was in the grant that's the physical street address of the church but we do not receive mail there and um, I gave her the correct address and then I emailed the former treasurer and she said she had not received any packets because I, I in the email to her I said having been the treasurer for many years perhaps the post office sent it to you do you did you receive it and she said no so they're hopefully going to be resending that packet to me, but I didn't get it. Um, I haven't received, there's a packet of information I should have received for the conference that I'm going to next week. I can also download that, but I thought I don't want to download and print that. It can be expensive to do because it's quite a big packet of stuff, but I still haven't received it. So if I don't have it by about Wednesday, I'm going to have to print it all myself, which I can do. I have the equipment, but it's pretty busy or it's pretty expensive to do that um, but I'll have to so I spent all day designing that little bit of advertisement and posting it and setting up the events on Facebook and uh, set up the events for our upcoming uh, Bible study series that we're doing and then I got a, a an email that said uh, congratulations on um, uh, on your certification as a um, uh, lay speaker those and it was a group email we'll be recognizing lay speakers on Friday morning at the conference and I responded back can't make it it's a four-hour drive and I'm not leaving till eight so uh, I'll miss that when I get there on Friday and I technically I don't think if I read the uh, in the information correct I technically will not be able to register until Sunday even though I want to get there because the registration desk will be closed it's I've never seen and like I said earlier I've never I've never gone to this particular conference I've set up conferences I've done statewide tours I've worked with congressional uh, representatives and and congress people and taken I in my previous life 
I've done large events, not like concerts, but large events. We, I did the statewide tour for the conservation agency. Um, we didn't, we'd bring our congressional uh, delegation down and their representatives into the state when they were off, you know, when, when they're not in DC, take them for tours of, um, of uh, flood control structures and, and, and projects that were still under construction, showing them where they're, where the federal tax dollars that they appropriated to us, uh, well, I say us, but the conservation agency, how it was being worked and, and the projects and how the money was being spent and stuff. And this included their room reservations. This included buses, well, actually vans. They were 16-person vans, but the vans, the food, co connecting with the local spots, uh, working with the conservation district supervisors to decide which projects they were going to look at. I mean, I've done, and this just looks... This thing I'm going to next weekend just looks not very well put together. If they're only having a registration desk on Thursday afternoon for a little while and a few hours on Friday morning, but it's a weekend thing. And then again on Sunday, this is, you should have, there should be a way to register every day, every day. And taking in consideration people not driving in on Thursday, you know, people coming. It's just, I hope it's not as, um, disorganized as it looks on the surface maybe maybe it's just because i've never been that i'm i'm thinking of this but it just looks kind of and they do it all the time so i don't it it just may be me it just may be me so yesterday was just a uh, a very choppy day for me but um it'll be okay it'll all be okay uh, I do have a little bit of anxiety over <laughs> being gone. I'm going to have to make a list of things for Mr. Holstein to take care of here at the house as far as the critters are concerned, because the critters are 99% my responsibility. I say 99% because he does, you know, he he takes care of the dogs just fine. But the ducks and the chickens and stuff, I, I do that, all of that, except he's helped me with like building stuff and he'll help me pick up stuff and, and things. But as far as their care, it's all, it's all mine. And so I'm going to have to make a little checklist to do. And because you, there are th some things that can't be just done ahead and left and their water this time of year, uh, their water will get uh, all gross and bubbly and stagnant real quick, especially with the temperatures up in the eighties. So the water has, I usually dump the water in the evenings so that it has some time to sink into the into the ground and it's not quite as muddy. Now, when we have big rains like we did last week, it doesn't, you can't do a whole lot. It's going to be a muddy mess. So I'm going to have to do a little list for him, which I'm, he'll be able to do it. It's not a, it's not a matter of can he do it. It's just, I got to make sure he knows what to do, you know, to take care of them for the next couple of days. Cause I do things a little differently than a lot of people do. Then our, um, the pastor that we have um, covering the church, Pastor Bill, he um, he will be doing the full service, which is not like he does, he can't do it. He's done it before. It's no big deal. It's just he hasn't done the full service in a long time. And uh, I'm, I want to make sure that I have uh, things ready for him. And um, uh, I sent him a piece of mail and it came back. This is this is another little story. Uh, little side story. I sent the pastor a piece of mail to an address that I have been mailing. It's, it's the newsletter. I send it to him. I send it to a lot of them. It came back as, as not enough information to deliver. And I thought, what? That's the same address I've been using. What's the problem? Then I'm sent a book to uh, Tim and Becky over at Toolman Tim. And I went, took it to the post office last week and had the address that he provided and she said, this isn't the right address. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, this looks like it should be a P.O. box. And so I reached out to Tim. And he said, no, no, it shouldn't be. I had the right address because I had printed it out to take it um, instead of trying to print my own label because I was running to the post office. And I don't print a lot of labels, so I don't use my label machine. It's in a box and put away. It's easier to print on a sheet of paper fold it in half and tape it to the package than it is to get that thing out of the box. So I, uh, I, I couldn't, that wouldn't go. She, well, that's what she said. It wouldn't go. I did go ahead and uh, print a label on usps.com and uh, 
put it in the mail for today. Hopefully it'll go because that's the, he said that's the exact address and the right zip code and everything. So just, it's, there's a lot of little things in my way this week. So that that's just keeping me from uh, smooth operations. You could say the housekeeper asked uh, if she, if I wanted her to come and I said, no, because of the air conditioning issue, I didn't want her here, you know, trying to run a sweeper and stuff. And he's fighting with the air conditioner running back and forth. And it, she could have been here. I took care of it really quick. I want to have to talk to her a little bit about the order of things. She really takes longer than she needs to just simply by the, order of things that she does so she'll she'll use she'll go in the living room and she'll vacuum and well she'll dust and then vacuum and then steam and then go to the hallway dust vacuum and steam and it works the workflow is much better and I don't really care if she vacuums before she dusts that order doesn't matter but if you're going to dust dust it all vacuum it all, and then steam it all. So I think it adds about a half hour to her time. Now, I'm only paying her a certain flat amount. She could take four or five hours if she wants. It's just an efficiency thing. Um, it's just not efficient. And then what you end up with is the head, the uh, mop head for the steamer, if you call it a mop head, it cover or whatever, is soaked and you're not really steaming, you're mopping. And because you turn it on, you steam it up, you turn it off, you turn it on, you steam. Then all of that water is soaking into and then it takes forever to dry. The idea behind using the steamer is that it dries very quickly. So, um, you know, I've, I've already vacuumed everything and I kick the steamer on and I can just whip through like you would a damp mop. Except you're using steam. And so it's sanitizing and cleaning at the same time. And you don't have all that bucket of water and crap to carry around. And uh, I, um, it's, it's just, to me, it makes more sense. So I want to talk to her about that and uh, let her know. I just think it would be a lot easier if you did it this way. But in the end, it's going to be on her. Um, I just, I just don't like that much moisture sitting on the floors because the steamer is, is, you know, is soaked. And I have a lot of, you know, I'm taking the certified lay, lay minister class. I don't know if you actually realize that, but um, I am taking the certified lay minister class. It's taking a lot longer than I would rather. I would rather it be over and done with. This is an exercise in patience on my part. <laughs> But I have a whole lot of reading and work to catch up. We have class on uh, Monday evening. And um, it's a, a Zoom class Monday evening. And I have to have it all done and turned in before then. And I'm just behind. I'm just behind. There's just so much going on um, that I have a lot, of, a lot of stuff to catch on there. So I do want to recognize you guys. I do want to recognize again uh, Ronaldo and uh, Philippine Nomad and uh, and Josh, a renegade butcher, who's not on here, but he um, he's helped me a lot with with learning about uh, using Noster and using Noster Nest and um, uh, just you know, using the uh, lightning network and, and those type of things. Ronaldo and Mike have helped too. I don't want to say you haven't. Uh, Josh really helped me get started with uh, using Noster and getting that all set up. And I was glad to help him. Happy to see that he hit his 50th uh, episode and uh, hopefully we can keep him going there as well. Um, I haven't subscribed yet. He does have a, a spice of the month club set up over there at Renegade Butcher. Um, and uh, the link will be down in the uh, in the show notes. But he does have a spice of the month club. He he mixes up spices and and you join and you pay by the month and and he does accept Bitcoin and stuff too over there. So I want to say that I want to recognize H J for his support over on um, Fountain Network Fountain FM. I I recognize that and I appreciate his support over there all the time he's been there all along there's a couple that were 
long-term hangers on and I haven't seen them in a long time and I miss having conversation with them. I know that this is uh, comes at an odd time for some folks. Some of you guys are over uh, in, in Africa and in the Philippines and stuff. So the timing is always odd uh, for my friends over there. So I'm going to start wrapping up. We're right at um, right at an hour, I believe. Do, 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 do. Yeah, right at an hour, an hour and 25 seconds. So I'm going to start wrapping up there. I Again, I appreciate you guys. And um, you guys have a great, great weekend. Um, hopefully there will be no storms coming your way. And we will see you again on... Um, well, it's probably going to be a replay uh, or a pre-record, but we will see you again uh, next week. Thank you. Take care, you guys. So there you have it. Post your comments. Do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.